0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Ooh-hoo, we're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more. Only on FanDuel. New customers bet five dollars get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest. expire expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. I would have wanted to. I would have wanted to listen to the conversation between uh, Prime Minister Trudeau and President Trump, which took place yesterday. I really would have liked to have heard that conversation. I doubt it was the uh, the buddy buddy Obama Trudeau exchange that probably went on in the past, because Mr. Trump hasn't spoke very positively about our Prime Minister. Not at all. I would have loved to have heard it, but you know that. Oh, I, I want to read you an email first before I do that. I wonder. I want to read this email. It has to do with uh, with with Kevin O'Leary in, in the on uh, the last the last hour. But I got it on Friday from Cody, and he makes an interesting point about why Canadians may vote the way we may do, and he. Brings O'Leary into the uh, into the picture. Have just just listen to this. Hey Roy, so I missed your Saturday show. I'm currently listening to your podcast at work right now, and am nodding my head about the mainstream media reaction to Donald Trump's announcement for running for president. You can say the same thing about Canadian media and how they're reacting to Kevin O'Leary. I don't particularly like the guy, but it's the same sentiment. Here in Canada, his message resonates the same way here to real everyday Canadians who pay taxes, have dirty hands, and are sick of the bureaucratic BS we have to deal with here. I make roughly a hundred K a year and have around forty thousand or forty K a year in income tax deductions, let alone all the little taxes I pay every day. There's something seriously wrong with that, and it's time we get our government under control. I really appreciate your show and listen from Alberta. Thanks for being a voice for us regular Canadians and not what mainstream media tries to report that we want and feel. Well, thank you, Cody, for that. There's no relationship between what mainstream media says you want. Not everybody, but some in mainstream media. I'm talking about the commentators and and what's really going on, at least not from my experience. So I'm just going to – I can only give you my experience. So last, uh, I want to share with you how this is all going. I remember trying to get an interview with the the Prime Minister, Mr. Trudeau. And I've talked to the last six Prime Ministers, and all with the exception of Jean Chrétien, agreed to do more than one interview with me. We've tried to get Justin Trudeau on the air from the early days when he was party leader to come on with Catherine and Michelle and me and Linda. And uh, they they just hadn't... I was too busy. (laughs) He was almost too busy. So last, um, last weekend, after Mr. Trudeau was quizzed about his Bahamian vacation of the Aga Khan's private island and the use of the Aga Khan's helicopter, private helicopter, which he's not allowed to do by law, and he, which he says is not a problem, but he's meeting with the ethics commissioner Who will let him know if it's a problem? Now, if he runs into trouble with the ethics commissioner, it's a $500 fine maximum. And he'll say something about, oh, I'm just being transparent and I just want Canadians to know that it's an open government. Right? That's why we weren't supposed to know where you were going. Now we know why we weren't supposed to know where he was going because he was using transport that was forbidden by law. What I want to know is who else was there. Were there any politicians from any other country? Were there any climate um, activists, who else was there? That's what I'd like to know. But anyway, after that dust-up about his trip to the uh, to the island, Bell Island, the Aga Khan's private island, and the Aga Khan's trying to get, what is it, or well, has already gotten $50 million out of Canadians for his charitable efforts. I don't mean to be dismissive when I say that. They lobby for the money. He's gotten the money. They do a lot of good. The Aga Khan's foundation is a lot of good. But, when there's that kind of money and lobbying going on, what's the prime minister doing going to a private island and then using a helicopter, a private helicopter, that he's not allowed to use by law? It's not a good optic. And then there was the woman, uh, Kathy Catula from Peterborough, who got up and, and, and tearfully explained her challenging situation that she's, that she's dealing with, trying to pay her $1,000 plus hydro bill, electricity bill, thanks to Premier Wynne's mistake. Makes about $50,000 a year, has $65 left over for two weeks of living, and she was pleading. Mr. Trudeau, your carbon tax, this isn't fair. And the answer that she got from Justin Trudeau is absolute out-of-date pablum. Guess I'm not helping myself in the effort to get the interview. So we talked about that, and there was a great deal of frustration expressed. And I said, I want to talk to Justin Trudeau. I want to talk to him. And what I'll do, not as an incentive. He can't do that. But what I'll do is I'll give $1,500 to his favorite charity after he talks to me. And, you know, we do an interview on the air. So several people called and, or sent emails and said that they want they wanted to add $1,500 and, and, and some more money, and we were around five grand. So I, I got in touch with the PMO on Tuesday. I, I left a voicemail. didn't get Didn't get a reply. I uh, left another voicemail on Wednesday. Didn't get a reply. So I'm a persistent guy. I called on Thursday, and left a message. And said, maybe you wouldn't mind getting in touch with me because I'll just keep calling you. Something like that. So I get this email. Good afternoon. Thank you for your email. We did, in fact, receive your first voicemail message and sent you an email responding to that effect yesterday morning, email attached. We thank you for your interest in interviewing the prime minister. We have taken note of your request, and we'll get back to you if something can be arranged. Best regards, Media Relations. This takes me back about twenty years, or longer. The first encounter with Brian Mulrooney. So I, uh, I called them and I, uh, or, or I sent, or I sent them an email. And, uh, where have I got this thing here. So I, uh, I, I, said thank you for your. I oh, no, So so anyway, so I thanked them for the email, and uh, then they got back in touch with me again. Good morning, Roy. Thanks for your voicemail message. Feel free to submit your interview request to this email address, and we'll let you know if an interview would be possible. Best regards, Media Relations. So It's a little warmer, a little more friendly. And I replied with this: Thank you for your reply and call. This is a tedious, doesn't it? Doesn't it, this? Isn't this tedious? This is what you have to do. This is so boring. Thank you for your reply and call. Your email of yesterday somehow made its way to my junk mail folder. My system is quite enthusiastic about par- parking mail there. FYI, I have interviewed Prime Ministers Clark, Campbell, Mulroney, Chrétien, Martin, and Harper. With the exception of Mr. Chrétien, each of the PMs made repeat appearances. I've also said publicly in the event of an interview with Mr. Prime Minister, I'll be glad to make a personal $1,500 contribution to Mr. Trudeau's Canadian charity of choice. This is not intended as a direct inducement for an interview. It is a response to challenging personal stories told on air by Canadians struggling to keep the lights on in their homes, as well as meeting the increasing cost of other fundamental necessities like food and mortgage or rent payment. As the prime minister is aware, electricity costs have spiraled dramatically, particularly in Ontario regards. Roy Green. I haven't heard back after that, but they did call. Did I say that? Yeah, they did call. They called me and they were quite friendly, um, realized what my name was, and, and uh, yeah, yeah th- thank you for that. And, and what we'll do is we'll pass this along. Uh, we'll pass this along to the prime minister's press secretary, and if anything's possible, if it's possible, we'll make it happen. But they were quite friendly when they called. But the first email was such a joke. Good afternoon. Thank you for your email. We did, in fact, receive your first voicemail message and sent you an email responding to that effect yesterday morning. Email attached. We thank you for your interest in interviewing the Prime Minister. We've taken note of your request, and we'll get back to you if something can be arranged. Best regards, Media Department. <laughs> now, when we come back, I'm going to read you the email that I actually did send that deals with why... We want to talk to the Prime Minister and some of the things we'd like to talk to him about. Please don't go away. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Follow me there and emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Listen back anytime and on the podcasts at uh, RoyGreenshow.com on the webpage to anything that we air. All right. So that was the initial exchange that happened over the last few days between the Prime Minister's office, media department, and me requesting an interview for this program with Mr. Trudeau. So the initial contact, though, was this email. Which outlined what we were after. I hope I'm not boring you too much with this, but I just want to run it by it, let you know what how, how this stuff goes. It's not the first. It's not my first rodeo, you know. So um, I'll tell you if we have the time. I'll tell you another story about how we got one prime minister and created this trap and <laughs> walked right into it with their eyes wide open. Anyway, the email uh, is, hello, Roy Green here at the Chorus Radio Network, RoyGreenShow.com. My program airs Saturdays and Sundays in seven markets from Ontario through Saskatchewan and Alberta. As most media, we've been discussing the Prime Minister's recent vacation at the Aga Khan's private island, as well as Mr. Trudeau's encounters with uh, Ms. Kathy Catula on his tour of Canada to meet with and hear from the average Canadian. Ms. Catula of Ontario expressed concern about carbon taxation and soaring electricity bills, which leave Ms. Ketula, after she pays her mortgage and other obligations, only $65 for the two-week period between paychecks. As far as carbon taxation itself is concerned, I very recently spoke on air with on several occasions with Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall, and during these conversations, Premier Wall expressed his concern about the Prime Minister's national carbon taxation objective. Dr. Bjorn Lomborg, founder of the Copenhagen Consensus Center and environmentalist, insisted on air. The U.N. climate initiative, while it will eventually collect trillions of dollars in taxes and increase the cost of consumer goods as well as the cost of living generally, will accomplish virtually nothing as far as reduction of global temperature is concerned. Given the United States has no carbon tax and will not create one under President Trump, I know my listeners would very much appreciate hearing Mr. Trudeau's explanation of how carbon taxation in this nation does not place Canadian business and therefore jobs and the Canadian economy at a distinct disadvantage when compared to that of the United States, arguably our most important trading partner. I know listeners to my program would greatly appreciate hearing Mr. Trudeau speak to the issue of carbon taxation and hope the Prime Minister would welcome the opportunity to do so. There are additional issues I'd appreciate the opportunity to discuss with Mr. Trudeau. I've left voicemails at the PMO Media Office, so this is one on three successive days this week without response. So anyway, so there's the uh, the email outlining what it is that I want us to get done, opportunity to talk to him. And ideally, he should do what Paul Martin did. When he was Prime Minister, and Mr. Martin came on this show, and he took calls for two hours, and he got beat up because it was the time of the sponsorship scandal, and Paul Martin had just taken over the Prime Minister's job from Jean Chrétien, and Paul Martin went out on the Please Forgive Us tour, and he stopped here as part of that tour. But I'll always give him credit for having walked into the studio and sat down and taken it on the chin for two hours. A lot of respect for him for doing that. He was very nervous and he really got it but he did it. Jean Chrétien came in during the 1993 election campaign and uh, It was just an election stop. He was here for an hour with Sheila Copps, and that's what it was. Um, When I spoke with Joe Clark, it had to do uh, with—I forget what it had to do, frankly. He hadn't been prime minister for quite a while. with um, i have to tell you the Brian Mulroney story, but with uh, Prime Minister Harper, it was always a case of—with Stephen Harper, it was always—and he was on my show quite a bit— he would answer questions, and he would answer them quickly and succinctly. You never had to wait for the answer. You got your question answered. And I remember one day being on the air with him, and I asked him something. like I had like 15 questions laid out that I wanted to ask. And you never assume that in seven, eight, nine, 10 minutes, whatever they give you, that you're going to be able to ask 15 questions. You maybe get four or five, six in. We went through all 15 questions. We had about four minutes left. And I said, well, Prime Minister, that takes care of my questions. What do you want to talk about? And he laughed, and I think we talked hockey for a bit. But uh, Mulrooney was another story, and I, I'll share that with you before the end of the hour. I'll try to anyway. But what I want to know from you is this. You heard what, I, uh, what, my, what, my, what my email was to, um, to the Prime Minister's office. We want to talk to him about Carbon taxation. Have him justify the national carbon tax to us, not to the premiers. Not say you're going to have a carbon tax and that's the end of it. Not to speak as incoherently as he did to Kathy Catula, but to actually answer the question and deal with the issue of the carbon tax and why we have it and why he hasn't. I'm not helping myself at all. Why he has not started and completed an economic assessment study of what the carbon tax will do to the Canadian economy, particularly given the fact the Americans don't have one, will not have one, and they're putting their coal-fired electricity plants, generating plants, back online. The Prime Minister needs to answer questions. I'll even leave out the stuff about the island. but there are there are questions that we need to ask him, and there are questions he should answer. And if he's traveling across the country and going from place to place, you're going to have him in Calgary this coming week. The Liberal Party's having its uh, its meeting there, and uh, then he's going to have a town hall. But there are questions he needs to answer, and if he wants to talk to Canadians, one of the ways to do it is to talk on to get onto talk radio. Now politicians generally are afraid of talk radio because you guys are not timid. Because you say what's on your mind because you call in and you make demands. I've heard it. <laughs> I've heard it. Paul Martin heard it that day. Anyway, one 800 263 2428 is my number. one 800 263 2428 Is that email okay? Is that does that represent what you think we should be we should be asking him? And I guess the question is, do you think, you know they're paying attention, right? You know they're listening to what we're saying about them. They always do that. Not just me. They listen to all the talk radio. Do you think that Prime Minister Trudeau will appear on this program? Do you think Prime Minister Trudeau will appear on this radio program and talk to you and me? Should he? 1-800-263-2428 is the number. 1-800-263-2428. Is the email okay? And do you think he will appear on this show and talk to us, or do you think he's going to steer as wide a berth around us as he possibly can? Give me a call.